Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. We are going to be touring in October a bit. This video, not sure when this is airing, so CXC may already be over in Columbus, but we will be in Baltimore Comic Con the end of October, the 28th through the 30th. Stop by there, the uh, the birthplace of Cartoonist Kayfabe, if you will. If you're in the Jacksonville area, you can catch me October 22nd at the Public Library for their comic and zine festival. It is Cartoonist Kayfabe-tober, and here are our drawing prompts. We have these pinned to the top of our social media. Uh, the month is already underway, and you guys have already been blowing me away with your drawings. So share those on social media, tag us when you do, and we will be spreading them around as much as we possibly can. But uh, a pretty fun collection of prompts. I look forward to seeing how everybody tackles those. And we are working cartoonists. Best way to support cartoonists kayfabe is to buy the books that we make. Hulk, Grand Design, Monster Madness comics are in stores now. The oversized treasury collection will be in stores at the beginning of 2023. You can pre-order that now wherever you buy books or comics. Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, the collection of my image comic series about the homeless ninja on a skateboard. Back in print after almost a year. Eight complete stories in Deadliest Girl Alive. Pick that one up wherever you buy comics. And Ed Piscor's Red Room, Trigger Warnings, and the Antisocial Network. Two volumes now available. Uh, wherever you buy books and these are completely self-contained four complete stories plus a lot of great back matter in these so buy them in whatever order you find them read them in whatever order they come to you uh, a great new horror comic for the uh, enthusiasts out there but we are here today to look at keith giffen's uh ongoing early 90s visual experimentation probably most popular in the series trencher I don't know if he's drawing straight to ink, but that's kind of what it looks like to me. But it is a very unique style and very, uh, even in his history, it's very short-lived. About a year or so that he draws a series of these books. We've looked at Trencher already, pretty amazing. The other image comic that he did in that style, Images of Shadowhawk. And for my money, this is my favorite Shadowhawk version. I think he looks super cool. You can see some of the details from mask and gloves to even just coming out of the shadows covered in blood. So... Without further ado, let's dive into these things. Some super cool approaches uh, to the character for sure. And uh, looking through this Keith Giffen work for, from Image, uh, the word that comes to mind in terms of monetary success is genius. Because he's participating in Image Comics at the height of the speculator bubble, and he's getting the work in. You know, yes. so, so his other styles that he used previously are pretty labor intensive. Uh, what you say about like potentially like going in uh, full inks, I I absolutely I think that is what he's doing. It's actually very inspirational to see this because the germ of what he's doing, there's really 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 something there that uh, inspires me to like play around with. Uh, I don't think it hits um, all the compositional marks that that I would need to feel comfortable with my own pages and stuff. But I can see how like I feel like I could take this add some blacks and spots and like to really pull forms out and push things in the background and shit. Uh, this feels futuristic to me. And at a time when every month you're selling less comics at the comic shops, what did this guy put out uh, for, for image? Uh, at least six, six issues of stuff. This is dated 93, uh -huh. which Images starts in 92. Right. And you know, this is that second year of so, image. So, so he's, he's still getting money out of this. Yeah. I think Trencher, I believe all four issues are done by the time the series wraps. So that's like seven Keith Giffen writing, drawing gigs in within the first two years of Image Comics. That's that's uh, getting getting paid. Yeah, everybody that we talk to who's tangentially, peripherally, 
related to Image Comics from this time. Just we'll talk about like the biggest pay, like Walt Simonson. My biggest payday in a in a fifty year career was was uh, Cyber Force Zero. Uh, there's stuff like um, you know, like when Klaus Janz is talking about like out of all of his stuff, you know, the guy worked on Dark Knight, but his Nightfall work from 1992 yielded right. still yields big money for him. And whenever this stuff got delayed a little bit, if you were late on an issue or for whatever reason, because Don Simpson has posted publicly about splitting image being delayed. He was done with his part, but the book didn't come out right away and estimates it cost him 50 to 100,000 from the delay of and, the publication. And, and that's and that's probably conservative because uh, like Rick Veach was talking about the uh, how paramount it was to get the issues of 1963 out on a regular basis when they were originally solicited because the market was just bleeding, you know, 100, right. 200,000 books a, a month. And you would have to resolicit. You would have to go back to the shops and say, reassess your orders, man. And you want those people like, you know, like the buying temperature is high and guys don't want to miss out. So they're buying heavy. And you want to keep that energy. You want, you want the, to lock them in at that price. So you had to get those books out. And, and, and Keith Giffen did the seven on his own. Yeah, really smart. And and you know what you do if you're going to do Shadowhawk book? You put your character in it. Kind of business for yourself. That's exactly right. So here we see Trencher showing up. And one credit I want to note here, Clydeen Nee is your color artist. I mention that because it's often Laverne Kondersky. Did Lobo, did Trencher, did a lot of stuff. Punks, did a lot of stuff with Giffen at this time. This is a different colorist. And I mention it just because this style is is radical in the sense of like, these are weird looking line arts yeah and so how you color it is like figure out the color part you know i mean it's almost an experiment with digital coloring at the time so get this other colorist in and see how they approach it because sometimes i think it works and sometimes it doesn't like if you just gave it a a different treatment on the sky and you said add blacks if you just made the sky black it's nighttime we get a full moon there full moon zine and uh if it were just black trencher would pop Totally. So, you know, there are these little bits where it's like, maybe this style doesn't hit 100% success or figure out all the little details and, and the way to make it sing its best, which is unfortunate. But I do think you get some of that experiment in here. And uh, I like this hospital for the very rich, cutting uh, cutting some promos and, uh, you know, trying to put in bits of humor along the way, a Giffen staple of this time period. He letters some of that stuff too, man. And, and I think his, his lettering is real good when you see it. Uh, and it certainly is very clear when you see the computer shit over top of it. But Keith, I hope you paid your letter, your, your, your colorist double. Yeah, man. The coloring, I think, is a tough, a tough ask on this one. It does bum me out that we didn't get more of this style because I think there's room to experiment color-wise and that this this could have just been this is the tip of the iceberg of what this could have been and i wish we would have gotten a little bit more a little bit more experimentation in terms of color a chance to get comfortable and and see the best approaches to it uh the story for this just loosely is there's a mob boss who shadowhawk breaks his back in the beginning and trencher is there to collect his soul but so is all the organized criminals in this city because that mob boss is going to uh, turn canary and and name names and so now shadowhawk's trying to keep him alive and that's the bulk of uh of their of their battle great composition yeah. for humor right this, there this is a guy a mugger who he's gonna mug trencher look at this dude that's the last guy that gets mugged walking down the street two of the same compositions like it's a transition it's an alan moore transition yeah really and there are going to be panels where, like, I can't tell you what's going on or what we're seeing. Jim Valentino sees this. I feel like you got to have this moment happen in 
proper Shadowhawk. It's great. This is an amazing panel. Same, same here, starting it, you know, totally. like just having all those little shells bouncing off his armor and, and creating the sparks. And they have all those pock marks and stuff, kind of like the T-2000 or whatever yeah. from, T from Terminator 2. Like, this is just such a great setup. Shades of uh, Hard Boiled. Absolutely. Nixon with his back against that brick wall, just, just taking bullets. Giffen... Giffen knew, like, that the image, it's like this McFarlane stuff, it's this Lifeo, this Jim Lee shit. He's old school. He started drawing comics in the fucking 70s. He knows he ain't going to compete because it would be like trying to drive your car on the other side of the road. It's just like doing what they do. That's some young kid shit. But he figured a way. You know, this stuff was very compelling. Like, when, when people were buying these books, his work was talked about. And his work was like, it was held in a kind of a reverence like a jigsaw puzzle it's like like look at this man it's it's wild you've said it a couple times today ed but it's like here we are talking about it 30 years later you if, know it, it definitely didn't look like anything back then and it hasn't looked like anything since if it feels futuristic to me yeah i'm with you the snap denotes that he broke trencher's back and <laughs> trencher keeps going and he's like impossible nobody's ever hit back after i've broken them <laughs> look at the pock marks dude very That's cool sick as hell. it's it's a great visual it really works for your drawings Look at that panel, dude. See, this is where black out the mask. Yeah. Just make those eyes glow red, and, and I think you get a little more effect there. Yeah, it's the same thing with like a lot of that. He'll do a lot of silhouettes, and the way they're colored is 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 whack. See, this is where yeah, the silhouettes are a good a good thing because if you've got gradients in them, I think that undermines your silhouette. You know, like silhouettes are kind of built to be flat, but this is a black experiment that we don't see anywhere else, and it's part of why I think like. Man, another, if he'd have done five more years with this style, playing with different colorists, can you imagine what this thing would have evolved Absolutely, into? Absolutely, dude. Because he, I think he would have arrived at a place of, like, you go flat color. I, th I think that there's more flat color in Trencher, so that color has brought that stuff. Because this dude's you playing with more flares and, and, and bullshits like that. By the way, Kingpin. Yeah. And they, his name is even, it's like Kovac or Konak or something like that. So sometimes you see, like, Mr. K, like, it's clearly Kingpin. Right. This is a Marvel uh, supervillain that's showing up here. And Shadowhawk goes home. The other fun part with Shadowhawk is he's busted up this entire series. Like, he's complaining about how he's old and his body hurts and stuff from this from this battle. And he's basically just beat down as the fight goes on. But he goes home to get, like, better armor to come back for round two. And, and look at that crib, dude. Like, he needs to maybe steal some evidence money to, like, <laughs> keep, keep, keep the place a little bit fresher. And when you see him without that mask, it's like... Uh, I don't think HIV like works that way. Like if he's got the AIDS virus and, and like, I don't think it works because like that face ain't a face. Yeah. When you see it. Speaking of no face, like what the heck is this? There's a there's like a gimmick of the guys that are that are being sent, the assassins that are being sent to uh, off this uh, paralyzed mobster. They have this like thing that transfers to their face where their face is just black. It's the it's probably one of the few uses of black in the series, but it's very bizarre. Yeah, that's that Shadowhawk's face, dude. We're gonna see it again in issue three, and it's and the it's same deal. The same like you thing. never, I don't think you ever see a mouth on him. It's all the question. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> It'd be the perfect style to go into question. <laughs> Say it, Jim. <laughs> Every it's all full moon action. Like, do these guys fight when there's not a full moon? Listen, the freaks come out at night. Like, Man, it's they not really like do. They really do. It's hilarious too. Like, his apartment is so low-fi, looks all beat up and lived in, and then he's like pulling out like this is the heavier artillery that's that I what, keep keep around my vanity in the bathroom. That, that, that's that's what he's spending <laughs> his loot on, dude. You see the kind of askew tile on, on the ceiling and stuff which suggests like that's the other thing like he ain't even ruling out perspective grids or anything it's like eyeballing everything 
go in with your rapidograph and ink this shit. Uh, one of the first, one of the like most important things you ever said, like when we were kids coming back from a convention, here's one of those silhouettes with the color. Uh, we were commenting, we were talking about somebody's comics and uh, it was a very rough art style, but you said something like, you can't, you can't argue with good composition and, and, and storytelling. And I think that is what Keith Giffen like truly excels at very admirable compositions and the flow. If you could tell what's going on is, is, is sick. Look at that tangent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was looking at this with the idea of compositions. The bad part is like this kind of coloring. You've got Shadowhawk in dark grays and stuff on top of a dark gray street. Real and it dumb. just really doesn't help with this kind of drawing style. It's the same as like when you do trencher against a dark sky and it's like, now you've got dark trencher in front of a dark sky. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of these old, computer colored comics from like gen one computer color is these are fucking technicians who know how to use the mouse and these these programs and stuff uh so they're more science-based than art-based people and guess what you look outside the asphalt is always black or gray so in these comics it's always black or gray and and that's that's how they approach it's not about available lighting to or, or the idea of color theory of like pulling yeah. and pushing forms. It's like blood is red, asphalt is black or gray, bricks are, you know, crimson. Yeah, you see it so often where it's like the color of the figure is in the background behind yeah. them. That's that's rough. I love the way like he breaks down some of the faces in this style. Great it's composition like, again. Which, which planes are you gonna draw? You know, there's like the the there's like a front plane that you're getting there. You see the shadows underneath the visors. It's it's really wild, but the silhouettes, there's a, there's a strange disconnect for me with the silhouettes. And it ends the way it should, dude. Like our boys are getting, uh, are, are revisiting one another. This is a um, strange misprint and I don't think there's any way to see it on screen, but if you look at this from an angle, you can see there's a true black and there's a, there's just a black, black or something. Right. And you know, I mean, I, I guess it's just a misprint. They must've just used the wrong color whenever they were doing that, but it's kind of funny to see like the outlines are just the, the black ink. So they're a little bit lighter. It's in the shadow of no towers, uh, Art Spiegelman cover. Yeah. Black on black. All right. It's funny back here. He's talking about what images of Shadowhawk's going to be. And the plan was to have like a different, uh, creative team come on for each three issues. They only published the first three, unfortunately. Mark Texera was supposed to be the second. That would have been sick. I've it seen some been. of his yeah, work. Yeah. Yeah. He's done some images of Shadowhawk that look amazing. Is that a piece? No, no Sam, Sam Keith. Keith. Uh, Shadowhawk three is the, is the comic that's being promoted. Dandy Don Simpson. Yeah. Who got some of that image. Probably his biggest paychecks were, were from, uh, his his image books but uh they're promoting shadowhawk 3 and it's like uh valentino is a guy who like innovated get a bunch of number ones for your thing like Smart. let's let's not go up to issue 12 you know one two three four one two three four one two three four he so, also so model that um, works talks about never shipping a late book and there's notes of that in some of the back matter as to like we can't solicit that yet because it's not done uh uh, this gives you an idea of where everything is to tell you how fast Trencher is, is, is out here. You know, like Max is at issue number five. Super Patriot is coming out. So it's it's this is really early wave. Like this is that second wave of image books. And man, Giffen wasted no time. And and, and look at what we have here, man. Uh, Spawn in issue number 14. Uh, Shadowhawk. What issue? Is that two? Number one? Number three. Yeah. Last issue of the Shadowhawk 2 series. So those are the only founding fathers who have a book on the stands right now. You know, Merritt Michaels, Brigade, Strike File, you could argue that's Rob, but he does, what, eight pages or something? Mm -hmm. um, so the other image guys, like the founders, 
Like they are celebrating their success. You know, they're chilling. Uh, but Mc, McFarlane on 14 issues, trying to keep as consistent as possible. And getting paid. You know, those books paid. were the high, consistently highest selling image title. And uh, it doesn't help if you're not putting them out. You know, you only get paid. They only are the highest sellers if you're actually publishing them. So, again, Clyde e. Nee continuing colors this entire series. So you get to see some of these pieces. And this is a good example where, like, the shapes and the composition work because it's still the busy line work and coloring, but clear which figures. You know, like, those figures are different color enough. And with the white backgrounds, you can see their shape. Their arms and legs are easy to point out. And uh, this is, again, I think if you keep with this style, you figure out the stuff that works and how to go from clear to, like, okay, if, it, if it's a schmoz, let's busy it up a little bit. But if we want some effect, this is one technique to get that effect. And some of this, this whole sequence, I think, reads pretty clearly. Sure. It helps that you don't have any of the gray shadow hawk gray anywhere else, really. Yeah. You know, basic color stuff. I could do the same with, like, get rid of the maroon so that we don't have any, any browns competing with our trencher character but still works out pretty well in that spread compared to some of the stuff we saw in issue number one this is great shadowhawk throw throw shadowhawk off the building but then his grappling hook through trencher yes it's like trencher is your anchor that the grappling hook sticks to pretty fun trencher basically indestructible he's just a vehicle for uh trencher to inhabit i guess earth so you can beat that body to pieces and we will get to see that too throughout this series Makes for a good a good fight, and it's funny. Shadowhawk, real physics, right? Like once that rope is drawn tight, now it's like swinging back towards the building. Aim for a window because it's not going to be any fun to hit the hit the side of the building. Yes, and when but when you get in and that's pulled taut, now you're swinging a little fast and you're going right <laughs> into the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Is a uh, is a fight between two A-list characters or at least pseudo A-list characters like that is what this three issues is it's just those two guys tearing each other to pieces yeah and he he does a magnanimous thing because it is called images of Shadowhawk so you have to you have to have the heel like you have to have somebody lose yes and and he lets his, his own character fall on the sword I wonder if uh if Valentino directed Giffen at all in this because it feels much more clear you know, the figures, just a little bit less busy backgrounds and how figures are overlapping backgrounds. It feels more clear, this issue, and I wonder if that's something that Giffen's starting to get a, get a hold of this, if he's getting feedback from people, trying to figure out how to make this style work to its best. Pages like this, doesn't it feel very British? Like something that you could easily see in Deadline magazine? Yeah, every now and then I'll see a little bit that reminds me of, like, Kevin O'Neill. Yeah. You know, some of that line And certainly quality. Disley. Yeah, Bisley for sure. If we continue looking at Giffen, if this video, you know, if the response is strong, the uh, I think the last piece in this style is Infanticide, Lobo. And it's fun because it starts out as like very Bisley-esque and it ends very much in this style. Well, so you yeah. get to see that that style emerge uh, complete. And the mechs, I think, work pretty well there. Yeah, more your face stuff right here with our kingpin. Yeah, look at that for fun. It's like the face turning. So you get a side silhouette and a front. <laughs> That's a pretty wild image. Yeah, because I actually didn't read it that way. Like, like yeah, you are right, but I, I thought of it as, like, one face. It, it kind of looks like it could be. If you see his face, like, in that three-quarters view here, it is the same the same shape. You know, right. like, he's and, exaggerating everything, including me, cheekbones. Like, I saw it as just, like, a butt chin. Yeah, he definitely has that. Kicking the dude's uh, helmet off of his head, the SWAT team member. Lobo just getting fired, or Lobo, Trencher just getting <laughs> unloaded on. I think these lettering effects could be a little bit more uh, 
they're not quite up to the task because he is getting <laughs> shredded there. Yeah, and it's just like you know keyboard clackers. But when when Giffen puts his own lettering in there, that like that that sings, you know, like that is a holistic treatment. And, yeah, and it feels so well integrated. I do wonder what what looks like if you add black, because it's almost clearly a shadow. The front there of Shadowhawk, you yeah. can see the outline, and I can I can imagine that if that were black, I like the characters you know like these are just a couple of i think these are detectives they might be mafia hitmen either way though they're very distinct like and it's just little stuff like one guy's bald on top and one guy has like a like a bart simpson i'm just thinking about he's called shadowhawk and he is in a full chrome outfit like we, we looked at one parody comic that addressed that i think it might have been that hillary barda joint no i think it was uh, i think it was the don simpson yeah. one where he's just the shiniest guy <laughs> That's a really funny thing to make fun of. That negative space uh, silhouette is pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, there's your silhouette. And it works this time because it's flat color. And and it's real important in silhouettes. Like, you need every appendage to be visible. You do. Or else it might not read so well. So you have to twist that body up in a way so that you get both appendages. Uh, but in a way, it's kind of unclear who that silhouette belongs to. But I would uh, say that that's Trencher. It is. Trencher chucking this uh, cop at Shadowhawk. You gotta you gotta tease it a lot because I mean he has a trench coat, so like you don't see the trench coat there anywhere. No. The trench coat doesn't come off well, and Trencher sports a uh, a ponytail that often disappears. Yeah. And I feel like that's one of the little funny bits of his character. Lighting these dudes up is perfect, man. That's one of those things like you learn from, and it's like, oh, this style works really well for gunfire. Yeah. Or for probably any fire in general, the color probably helps make it pop if your characters are brown and gray. Get that uh, hot oranges on there and it's going to stand out. But the aftermath on the armor of those bullet wounds, this is like one of issue those, one. Yeah, this is one of, another one of those pages. It, like, futuristic is the only word that comes to mind. Like, it feels like an 80s interpretation of like what the what futuristic artwork, it, like Panda Bros is like that. Bernie Merlot is like that to me. Like, it feels like an 80s version of futuristic, like a Max Headroom idea of what futuristic artwork should should look like or something. And, and also feels like very British. The uh, This shadow on the face gimmick is something that keeps flopping from character to character, and it's the assassins that are coming for this guy who's in bed. See, that's that silhouette. There's a couple of panels like this where I almost don't read it. It's just like a weird negative space. Right. And then you look back and go, oh, okay, those are There's legs. Feet, yeah. Yeah, right. I, I don't think I would have got that, actually. I also... Ooh, you know what? There's a good example of him starting to experiment with black. A little Sin City. Yeah, totally. I do wonder what the response was. Because I remember my friends, the, the couple people I knew who were into comics, hated this. I mean, hated this style. And I get it. It's totally different. And often that means bad. <laughs> Uh, Christmas, the Christmas issue of Trencher. He leaves for uh, Black Ball, I think, is the yeah. publisher in the course of this series. And Valentino mentions it in the uh, letters column as he's talking about, like, you know, where, where do you find more Keith Giffen or find more Trencher? And it is, uh, he's signing off of the image stuff at that stage. But I wonder if there was enough blowback that Keith Giffen kind of opted out of his style on his own. Yeah, I wonder, man, because, because uh, it was a captivating thing and it was a conversation piece, like, literally in middle school so other people who weren't really even fucking with comics like it would just be an oddity to stare at like yeah even teachers would be like what are we even looking at here guys really odd this panel i have no i i looked and looked at this panel last night trying to figure out like what is this right. and i can't tell you what i'm seeing there yeah 
I don't hate it. But it is uh, all over the map. And here's our Shadowhawk, <laughs> the uh, helmetless Shadowhawk. You never see Mouthless, his face. Mouthless, noseless. Yeah, it's just shapes. And there's his most dangerous weapon right there. Yeah. I think back in the, 1993, one of the characters scratches at his face and he goes, he goes berserk for that reason. He's like, she drew blood. Look at that trencher body with, uh, without his overcoat on. He does this like scratchy line around the edges. I don't know what that's supposed to represent, but it's one more texture that I love in this. Yeah. Very odd. I mean, I feel like it's body hair. Yeah, maybe. It's such a scribble, if you look. Yeah. You know, it's like a whatever he's drawing with a marker or pen or like a ballpoint pen, he's not lifting it up to do those back and forth strokes. Homeboy's doing seven seven issues all by himself. You know, like he, he had to make him over a million dollars. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, just unloads on him, and now minus that trench coat, you get to see the after effects of Trencher's body being shot to pieces. And see, this is where our nurse that's possessed by whatever that black face thing is comes up and scratches him open and he screams my blood she does the one thing that's taboo and uh pays for it he really looks like he he got mauled by an animal or so like like you see people who get attacked by like pit bulls or something and that, that nose is the first thing to get eaten off yeah it looks like it's it's a mask that he's wearing here and you're just seeing eye holes in the mask like, that's the only details that are sticking out. He's wearing those peds that they give ladies at, at shoe stores when they aren't wearing socks and they want to try on new shoes. He keeps thinking that every time he thinks he's beaten Trencher somehow, and now our cop is possessed with whatever that uh, sh that face, I don't know, hugging thing is. Here's another one of the silhouettes. Again, not quite there, but you could probably figure that out. This would be good as a silhouette if your Shadowhawk were black, yeah. you know, f solid ink. And then you could color the other uh, the other silhouettes that he's interacting with. And just leaving that negative is real, real fun. That totally works. It does work. It, it, it almost, like, if you just saw the art of that, like, it could be Munoz again. Yeah, it could. I think of, uh, like, I see bits of Sienkiewicz, yeah. not so much in the line work, but in almost, like, the distorted cartoon figure shapes. Because, sure. you know, you have this guy, part of the reason I think that negative space works is because that dude's a big fat guy. This also makes me think he could have done a killer Robocop. Sure, yeah. Because the, the Shadowhawk stuff's not that far from it, and he looks good. Another one of those silhouettes, man. It's so weird. But see, wouldn't that look cool with your hands are drawn, but then this part is like if it were solid black? Totally. Like the hands are coming forward, so you get a little bit more light on those. Totally. It's such bleeding-edge comics. And finally, with claws out and fists in armor, jumps through Trencher. <laughs> and you can see his guts are there like he's ripped him in half where oh, it's yeah. like torso and bottom and if you read trencher and i'm sure everybody watching this has trencher's not done yet he just doesn't have his <laughs> legs his legs aren't working anymore and they go out the window dude you're getting a lot of colon tied up by the uh, by the intestines is what's left the legs get stuck on the way out it's like the anchor part of your uh, grappling hook it's so purple <laughs> By the way, I saw a guy, uh, there's a video from back in the day of a dude who got hit with a Formula One car, and that's what happens. Legs go one way, torso, like hips go one way, top of you goes elsewhere. That is an unpleasant uh, image you're painting, Ed, especially with this visual. And you here. are still tied together. Ugh. Very famous video. 
Shadowhawk finally kicks him in the face, and then uh, he's going to climb the intestines to get away. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, they're fighting as the cops watch them, and they're like, what to do? And he's like, let them beat each other to death. There's also, there was this great uh, skit on In Living Color where Jim Carrey plays, like, a mama's boy, he's an adult, and a mom kept the umbilical cord connected. And whenever he's being, you know, he's 30 years old, and she still has the umbilical cord, they're on this public subway. And uh, whenever she gets mad at him, she put a, puts a kink on it and goes, I'm joking. <laughs> and then when she punishes him, she puts him back in the womb. And, and it's the most uh, disturbing image, because he is butt naked in the fetal position. Yeah. Like in an all red velvet kind of background. Cuts cuts uh, Trencher loose with the Shadowhawk claws and sends him crashing into a parked cop car at the bottom. That's a pretty good visual gimmick. Inaccurate color right there, I would say. Yeah, I think so. I wonder if that was an editorial mandate. <laughs> Guys, we're going let's a little too get, far let's here. Let's not go scatological. A little bit too much. The face is such a weird choice. Yeah, because, I mean, this is eyes. Yeah, it's clearly, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a face without a helmet, like... There are facial features, right? How's he breathing? At least a hole should be somewhere in that face. Maybe it's Spawn. He maybe confused it with Spawn without the mask. Yeah, I don't know. And then uh, this guy inhabits the gangster, that, that faceless whatever it is that is taking bodies over, takes over the mobster and kills himself. Keith Giffen is, is done. He's done with this comic. So we're going to fucking copy-paste a couple shits. This looks like the quickest page ever. You know, this kind of stuff. That looks like a very fast page. And uh, Shadowhawk goes home, and, and he feels so cold, wants to be cradled in his mother's arms and cry until he sleeps. <laughs> I don't know about that for your tough guy, vigilante right. character. Listen, he, he has a heart. He, he he's, still, he's still human. And Trencher's going back to being uh, stitched up however they repair his body, with, and that's with, it. With more copy-paste. That's you know, true. It just, it just pays. So, like, Giffen was, it was, he was, it was over. Yeah, I think no you're more. right. Black Ball's starting up, so he's got to get these other comics ready for the next company. Or maybe hit that Trencher Christmas special in time for Christmas. What was uh, Black Ball? Like, do we know who the publishers and stuff were? Um, I think Tribe. I think Tri it's, Stroman might have been the top of that. I see. Because whenever Tribe left, it was them. It was um, Trencher. I can't remember. They were like, I think Javier Soteras did a book called Beasties okay. with them. And maybe two other books were mentioned, but I don't know like what was actually published. Hero Illustrated, I believe, did published like the Ash Can that okay. had like the four or five books previewed in it, and it was you know C or D listers <laughs> for the most part. But a couple things came out, you know, like Tribe definitely published an issue or two there, and uh, Trencher Christmas Special was published there. And after that, I can't tell you if anything else was actually published there. But when, when we, it was it was all that stuff, you know. When, it was like when Bravura and every it was like everybody was doing creator own stuff. It was it was. You know, in those early Wizard episodes where the supernova of Image Comics is happening, there's these new guys who jump on board. Uh, there's there's language in there with McFarlane who all but says, we get to be as late as we want, but we are hooking you guys up, and you have to make good on your commitments. And and it all went away. Like, he, he got rid of all of that stuff. Kept kept Pitt, kept uh, the Max. And Pitt's a good... A good example of like why that is uh hypocritical because max and shaman's tears and and trencher those books are all coming out yeah you know well shaman's tears and trencher get the boot right 
Pit stays on. Yeah. Pit was the big seller. Yeah. And there's that one wizard where it's like issue two or something was this hugely ordered book, and it was over a year before it came out. Like it was one of the latest books Image published, and it stuck around for quite a while. So I think if you sell enough, you get to stick around. This announcement in here is that Valentino and Giffen were going to team up on a 31st century book because Valentino had done uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Giffen had done Legion of Superheroes. So they both had these like future superhero teams. They were going to do one called Galactic Legion. I don't think it was ever, I don't think that book was ever published. Uh, it seems like that should have been a, uh, a winner. It makes me wonder like what went wrong there that that never happened. And then how about this for an ad? Audio images of Shadowhawk. They were going to do uh, tape or CD of, of uh, the retelling of Shadowhawk 2, issues 1 to 3, which, which is just ridiculous if that's what you would start with. Come up with a different name. Don't call it Shadowhawk 2. <laughs> you know what was uh, real popular uh, in the UK was uh, a Nightfall like audio mm -hmm. drama thing that was on like Radio 4 or something out there. And I guess maybe they were trying to get a little hit of that. Yeah, maybe. It's funny to see like what you're what you're trying to sell with this stuff. In Hills Department Stores, there was the Shadowhawk skateboard and I knew I knew several people who had the Shadowhawk skateboard. Yes. I would go to the Hills and just like visit it. it like I couldn't believe that a piece of Shadowhawk merchandise. <laughs> that was sounds out funny. There. Oh, I wasn't skateboarding, man. That's really I have no good. coordination, fuck that. But filling in the uh, the, the interesting uh, this time period in Keith Giffen's art here uh it's almost all of it so it's kind of cool to take a look man I, I like this stuff like i said i wish it lasted a little bit longer I, I would love to see it pushed and developed a little bit further because nothing nothing looked like it and like you say ed you call it futuristic sure it's it's bizarre it's out there it inspires me to draw like like i because i love the freedom of it you know like i've, I've come from such a, a kind of constipated craft space of like tape down your artboard grid out your perspective grid uh use straight edges on straight edges and all that stuff and, and just the freedom of this and seeing that he's just kind of you know there's no right angles in this comic like i really love that i i adore that that strategy and this is a great starting place to just push things further and and and, and you can harness this energy and turn really turn it into something I always look for original art of this series. Like, I want to see a page of this real bad. Yeah, we might know who you got to talk to to, to to get to see some of that, man. You good to go? I am. Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, tell the people what's out there, man. Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive is back in print from Image Comics uh, for the first time in almost a year. Eight complete full-color stories of the homeless ninja on a skateboard, perfect for any superhero fan in your life. And Hulk Grand Design, Monster Madness, two 40-page issues retelling the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk are available in comic shops everywhere while supplies last. And now is the time to pre-order for the collected Treasury Oversized Edition. It'll be out in early 2023. And join me on Patreon.com slash JimRug where you can see lots more of my art and comics. Red Room Trigger Warnings and Red Room the Antisocial Network are out there on the stands right now. Each collect four issues of Red Room comics uh, that were coming out on a monthly basis. And all those issues are self-contained. Uh, so just if you see any of these books, give it a chance. If you dig it, uh, grab the other one. Uh, I am serializing new Red Room comics on my Patreon. Uh, so for the price of $3 per month, you get all the material from both of these books. Uh, plus the stuff that will not see the late of day until 2023. 
cost you three bucks uh hit up my link tree in the description below this video and you'll get access to order pre-order and hit up the patreon there jimmy tell the people what else we have subscribe to the cartoonist kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video you can also find cartoonist kayfabe t-shirts merchandise fanny packs and more at our spread shop in the links below this video another great way to support the cartoonist kayfabe channel and jimmy and i got some conventions to go to want to see those uh cartoonist kayfabe shirts a flying man given those last marching orders jimmy we're going to be on our way read more comics <laughs>